Hey, welcome to a moment with M and MJ. Here we are. I'm Mary Jo Ryder, and, and I'm Mike, and that's Mike Ryder. That's me. Thanks for sharing with us. We Hi. we did take a week off. We were going to just work on on some things, and we had a production coming up with church, and so we wanted to just share with you that we were involved in that, yep. and that it went really good. It and was glorious. We there was just a lot of people there. So if you happen to be one of them, you could just, you know, make a comment or something on your Facebook, how much you enjoyed the Treasures of Christmas at Faith Family Church, because mm-hmm. it was, it was very good. It was and tremendous. next year will be another opportunity to go. Yeah. So here we go. Are you ready for this? I'm ready for this, because this was awesome. We received a question from a listener, and I was... I was kind of excited to see it because I was like, yeah, that'll make a great podcast. Okay, make a great discussion here. Mm-hmm. So here is the statement, and uh, we're going to read it, and then we're going to dive in. So here we go. Do you think this statement is true or false? If someone truly has Jesus in their heart, addiction, depression, anxiety, etc., would not exist in their life. Okay. Great question. It's a very good question. And you I know, think... And oh, sorry. bears discussion. Right. So here we go. And I think Mike and I, as we were discussing it, that we're on the same page mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. feel like it's not a true-false question. It is. It is neither true nor false. That is correct. Yes, we're very much on the same page on that. If we have a person that is a Christian or you know says they're they're struggling in an area, and they are a believer, they have a relationship with Jesus Christ, there's some questions that probably need to be answered about why they potentially are struggling with it. Uh, We came up with some points that um, we wrote down, and the first one we came came up with, point number one, how much discipleship are they getting? How much information, how much um, knowledge and wisdom are they getting from the Word on their situation and on their quote relationship fellowship lack of a better word with these things okay right because somebody can have jesus in their heart Mm -hmm. and be dealing with anxiety depression or an addiction of some kind they haven't been set free they may not like when we're talking about information they might not even know that they can right. be set free, that that could be part of their salvation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that they do not need to deal with those things. Yeah, if the person who leads them to Christ basically says, hey, here's your get-out-of-hell-free card, mm-hmm. and they don't teach them that this is also your get-out-of-addiction, get-out-of-depression-free card, then they don't have that information, then they're still going to potentially walk around with that. Do you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, so yes, absolutely. They just don't know they haven't been taught they haven't been told they haven't been discipled so that's why and we were talking about this and i think we were talking about this uh earlier that uh evangelism and discipleship have to go hand in hand they are not two separate things they are one and the same because when we when we lead someone to the Lord, then we have that responsibility to teach them we have that responsibility to get them to a place where they can get the good Bible teaching. They can get the, the fellowship with, with other believers. And they can get 
uh, help through the word of God, they can get the discipleship that they need. So mm-hmm. that's that's our responsibility when we lead somebody to the Lord is to help them to get that or to give it to them. Okay, Jesus said, he said, go ye and teach all nations, you know, make and disciples. make disciples of all nations, you know. So anyhow, point number one, how much discipleship are they getting? Okay, point number two, are they... Are they shunning help? Do they feel embarrassed? Do you know? Do they feel like, well, I've got this relationship with Jesus now, and all of a sudden I just feel guilty about having this thing, you know, whether it's a it's an addiction or depression or anxiety or whatever, and all of a sudden it's like, so then they start to back away from. The, so you think they might try to hide it? Is that what you're saying? Not, not so not much. The they, they try to hide from it. They try to hide from the people that can help them because they feel, potentially feel like, just say for an example, uh, somebody who, well, here's a good one, a pornography addiction, and they start hearing about, you know, how this isn't a good thing, or they start feeling the conviction Mm -hmm. in their heart that this isn't a good thing to have, and oh, well... And then, you know, the enemy will start talking to him. He'll say, oh, well, you know what? You can't go around those people because you're dirty because you have this, you know, you have this mm-hmm. thing. So then they then they decide to draw back and then they draw back and they go away and then they separate themselves from the flock and then they become a prey for wolves because the Bible says that. Right. You know? So another uh, thing, point number three, and... I got the, I got this one out just because I, I well we got this one out just because I think it's it's a it's an issue uh, is a lack of demonstration of the spirit and power and I'm gonna go there in scripture Paul is talking in first Corinthians chapter two and he says he, he's talking when I came to you I didn't come proclaiming to you the testimony and evidence or mystery and secret of God concerning what he has done through Christ for the salvation of men in lofty words of eloquence or human philosophy. Okay. And then you, he goes down and he says, in my language, my speech and my preaching were not, were not uh, with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power so that your faith would not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So, um, guy at church, one of our, a uh, uh, friend of ours at church, got gloriously, and, and they think he was probably stoned when he came into the church, you know, and they were like, Pastor, can you pray for this guy to get set free? And he got born again. He got gloriously set free from drug addiction and has been 100% free ever since. I would call that a pretty healthy demonstration of the power of God Amen. to deliver. Mm-hmm. So, but what if a person comes in and he's addicted, receives Christ in his heart, has that transformation, knows he has it, but still fights with the addiction because he's not seeing the demonstration of the spirit and the power. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I would say that would be another point. I would agree with you. And that's something that, that we are believing for is to see more of the power of the spirit demonstrated just in our lives as Mm -hmm. we're praying for people. And as we are in, in the, um, in the situations that we're in, you know, Mm -hmm. like the church that we go to, we, 
do see a lot of the demonstration of the power of the Spirit. Oh, definitely. And so, yeah, I think that brings us into... Um, number four. Number four. Yes, as a lack of planting in a church body. Well, or part of what we put in there is that are you putting yourself in a position where you're seeing the Spirit of God move? Yes. And yes. that is so important. So as you're choosing a church to be involved with and plant yourself in, that you are, a, well, you, that's again back to that information, mm-hmm. but that you mm-hmm. choose to put yourself in a church where the Spirit of God is allowed to move and that people are being set free of anxiety and depression. And, and it, this particular question was addiction, but it could go into mm-hmm. healing Many people don't know the power of God is available for them to be healed. Yes. So I think we've talked about that on another podcast, and Mm -hmm. I'm sure we will on more. But, you know, we've kind of talked about four. I mean, we didn't go into a lot of depth, but we did. We can share a little bit about being planted in a church. Mm -hmm. I know we've shared it before on one of our podcasts about, you know, what church you should choose and how important being planted is because that's when you... when you just you know when you know that you are to be at a church and you make that decision and you don't let you know minor offenses distract you exactly um you know satan is actually pretty good about wanting you to not be in the church that you're called to mm-hmm. be in mm-hmm. so you have to be aware of that yes, you know definitely and, be aware of that and make that choice that you are going to get planted mm-hmm. you're going to put roots down because when you get planted and you put roots down it's much harder to you out it is harder to pluck you out and deep roots give you great nutrition mm-hmm. okay yep so. you're watered and you're fed yep. and you know you just need to be aware of that you're being fed by a good mm-hmm. by um a good good holy shepherd, ghost filled hallelujah yeah. praise god signs wonders healings and miracles boom oh yeah expect them <laughs> i love it um, point number five, if you, if a person has a demonic influence that they have not dealt with, like what, what's the root behind the, the addiction, the anxiety, the depression, things like that, um, then they can potentially still struggle with it, even though they are cult during their best to cultivate the relationship with the Lord. They have mm-hmm. a relationship with the Lord. They're endeavoring to grow there, but they still may struggle at times with that. Okay, it's because there's a demonic, there could be a demonic thing that has not been dealt with. I'm going to yeah, go to... there a, could, you know, we, we are called to um, set the captives free, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. cast yes. out devils and remove yep. them from people's lives. And so, some, like, like what Mike is saying, is that somebody could have a demonic influence. Mm-hmm. They can be saved and still have a demonic influence influencing right. their life, but it's not gone. Mm-hmm. And that could be a reason that they are still dealing with depression, anxiety, or an addiction. Exactly. Or here's another little twist on that. Matthew 12, 44. Um, 43. I'll start in 43. When an unclean spirit has gone out of a man, it roams through the dry, arid places in search of rest, but doesn't find any. Then it says, I will go back to my house from which I came out. And when it arrives, it finds the place Mm -hmm. unoccupied, swept, put in order, and decorated. Then it goes and brings with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go in and make their home there, and the last condition of that man becomes worse than the first. So it's important 
um, to, and that brings us back to point number one is how much discipleship is a person getting? How much are you filling that house that is now empty because the demons are gone? Okay. Once that happens, once you get that demonic influence dealt with, it's important to be filling that house with the presence of God, with the Spirit of God, with the antis of whatever it was that you were dealing with. God did not give us a spirit of fear, which anxiety is a form of, of extreme form of fear, mm-hmm. okay? God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and, and a sound mind. mind. Exactly. So what we should do at that point is we should endeavor to fill ourselves with the word. The Bible says that God is love. So if God gave us a spirit of love, okay, what does that look like? Get into the word, get around some people who can help you, who can teach you, who can disciple you. Go back to point one again, okay? And when we deal with that, demonic influence let's get that filling in there so when the enemy comes back he doesn't find that house empty that's and good. clean and in order he finds a holy ghost party going on and a bunch of demon busting devil punching holy ghost filled people looking for him coming to the door because they're going to punch his teeth out okay so that's what you want him. That's what we want him to find when he comes looking for us. Because it said the Bible says he ro- he roams about as a roaring lion, lion seeking whom he may devour. Don't be a may. Don't may him to devour you. Say absolutely not. Fill it yourself up with good things. Mm-hmm. And once those demonic influences are dealt with, then let's uh, uh, do that. And that ties beautifully into number six. Uh, what do we meditate on? Yeah, what are you thinking on? Because the word right. definitely teaches us that we're supposed to think on certain things. And right. so, you know, if you've been an individual struggling with depression or anxiety, one of the comments that I have heard was to just get into the the now, the present, and not mm-hmm. be thinking about the future and mm-hmm. not be thinking about or the, the past. past. Yeah. But be thinking about what's what what's happening right now, and then if it's something that's negative, it's it's a great opportunity to use the word of God and turn, you know, turn your thoughts to something that's good. Mm-hmm. Textbook example right here, word of God. Yes, here we go. Philippians chapter four verses six through nine. Uh, Do not fret or have anxiety about anything. But in every circumstance, okay, so he says, don't have anxiety or, or fret or worry about anything. And then he tells you how to do it. Yeah, it gives I you love the answer. This. He gives you the practical, hands-on, boots-on-the-ground instruction. Do not fret or have anxiety about anything. But in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite requests, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. And God's peace shall be yours, that tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God and being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is. 
That peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. For the rest, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence and honorable and seemly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there is any virtue and excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on and weigh and take account of these things. Fix your minds on them. Practice what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and model your way of living it, and the God of peace, of untroubled, undisturbed living, well-being, will be with you. There you go. Bam. That was good. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. And you know, part of that is what you, well, you know, what you meditate on is what you take in too. You Definitely. Know, if you're, if that's you're, back to the information. What do you have for information? Yeah. And then what are you taking in? Are you looking at swamp news constantly? Are you listening to death metal? Are you, you know, doing things and putting things in you, in your eye and ear gates that are contrary to what we just read? They're, if they're not fitting in that category, then it would behoove us to stay away from that mm-hmm. and fill ourselves with good things like the word, like good Bible teaching. Uh, things like that. Go look at the baby good lambs. Good music. Yes. Go Choose look. good music over negative music. Right. Go look at the baby lambs that we had out in the barn for a couple of days, which was a fun. It was a fun time. But anyway, and then another scripture along that line too. Um, Jesus is teaching in Matthew chapter six, and uh, he's talking about. I went a little too far. I got to turn right. Um. Matthew chapter 6 and 25 through 34. Therefore, I tell you, stop being perpetually uneasy, anxious and worried about your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink or about your body, what you shall put on. Is not life greater in quality than food and the body far above and more excellent than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, And yet your heavenly Father keeps feeding them. Are you not worth much more than they? So Jesus is pointing to a natural example. Mm -hmm. And then he's telling you how much more valuable we are than than these natural examples of his creation. We are the pinnacle of his creation. And we're so much more valuable than that. Which kind of brings us into point number seven Mm -hmm. is what do you choose to believe? Like, do you believe the word of God? Yeah. Do you believe you have value mm-hmm. that God is going to take care of you? Like, right. Any um, of the creation that he's made. Mm-hmm. So. And he takes care of the birds. It's cold and windy outside right now. Oh, my Lord Jesus. We were outside doing chores and I'm like, uh, I'm really not ready for this. But, and there was little birds fluttering around. And to think about this. To think about that, not one of those little birds could fall to the ground and God wouldn't know about it. And how much more does he care about us? Exactly. Boom. Yeah. So, you know, so many things they tie together and we're mm-hmm. sharing, you know, all these, these points and they do right. dovetail. And, um, but yeah, uh, so much of what, what you believe is going to transform your life. Mm-hmm. And that is you know, basically that scripture too, is that 
You're to take in the word of God yes. so that you transform what you basically what you believe. Right. What you think on. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, that, that one's in Romans, but that's a good one too. Do not be trans do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. So some of it is can be totally supernatural. Mm-hmm. It can be a sign, wonder, a miracle. Yes. Some of it is you continue to put in the word of God. Mm-hmm into your life if you're into that situation. Mm-hmm. And we will pray, you know, that if you are dealing with anxiety, depression, and addiction, let's let's just pray. Go for it. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus that individuals that hear this prayer, that they will be set free, that signs, wonders, and miracles will happen from the word of God, that they are healed, that they are delivered, that Jesus paid a price with the stripes, he paid a price, and that they can receive from what Jesus did and walk in the joy, the peace, the love, the soundness of mind that is promised in the Bible and in your word. And we ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. So I pray that we have... Um, uh, gone through this and shown some light on it. If you have further questions on this, please go right down there to the comments, leave us a comment or a question, and we will gladly deal with that on a future episode. Exciting stuff. I like it. Yeah. It's good. So thanks for checking us out. Thanks for uh, listening today. We sure appreciate it. And we will talk to you again soon. Yep. Share if, um, Share if you feel like the Lord is telling you to, because we have had people sharing, and Amen. we've had some good comments back, and we just definitely Amen. appreciate that. Appreciate it. Bye-bye.